Merry Christmas. The Cantori Choir is going to sing for you a number um, arranged by Tom Fetke called Ordinary Baby.
The next number is called Baby Born a King.
Will you please call, will you please stand for the call to worship? And the angel said to them, be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which will come to all the people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. Let us worship God. Beloved in Christ, at this Christmas tide, let it be our care and delight to, go, to again even go to Bethlehem to hear the message of the angels and in heart and mind to see this thing which has come to pass. But first, let us pray for the needs of the world, for peace on earth and goodwill among all God's people. And because this would rejoice his heart, let us remember in his name the poor and the helpless, the cold, the hungry, the oppressed the sick and those that mourn and all those whose hearts 
are looking for a home. Let us pray. Gracious God, by your mercy, we have been led to this time and place to behold the child and to worship. How grateful we are for this simple story of your amazing love, a love as real as a newborn baby, and yet a love that we at times have been reluctant to reach for and embrace. Tonight we yearn for the peace and hope and joy brought us by this child, not just for ourselves, but for all people. So we pray for the world, we pray for peace, quell the rumors of war, beat our spears into plowshares. We pray for those who are hungry, poor, and anxious, and for those who grieve, mindful of loved ones who have departed this life, and yet rejoice with us, but upon another shore and in a greater light. Engender in us a Christmas spirit that lasts beyond Christmas. May your love be evidenced in us throughout the year. May the light that shines in this evening's darkness shine throughout all the darkness of the world. For this we pray in the name of the newborn Christ. Amen. You may be seated. I'd like to invite the Epstein family to come forward to light the Christ candle. Tonight, as the ritual of candlelighting continues, we see the circle of greens that represents God's eternity and the lighted candles which symbolize hope, peace, joy, and love. Tonight on Christmas Eve, we light the Christ candle that represents the light of God coming into the world. Listen to the scripture from Isaiah chapter 60, verses one through three. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. We light this candle tonight to celebrate the coming of Christ as the light of the world.
Hear the words of the prophet Isaiah. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult in dividing plunder. For the yoke of their burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor, you have broken as on the day of Midian. For all the boots of the trampling warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. For a child is born of for us, a son is given us, authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His authority shall grow continually, and there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time onward and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. be seated. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness, proclaiming a baptism of repentance 
for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair, with a leather belt around his waist, and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and he said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, 
The child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Messiah is coming, just as they said. Coming is a glorious light. The signs are written everywhere. Behold, his star is in the air. Coming is a glorious light. The light is coming, Christ the Lord. The star is glowing bright in the eastern sky. A glorious light is coming, a glorious light. Though you are small, O Bethlehem, to you is born the Son of Man. a glorious light the light is coming Christ the Lord a glorious light is coming is a glorious light is coming, Christ the Lord. A star is glowing bright in the eastern sky. Coming is a glorious light. A glorious light is coming, is a glorious light. Coming, a glorious light. 
Now the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save people from their sins. All of this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded. He took her as his wife, but had no marital relationships with her, until she had born a son, and he named him Jesus. We welcome you to Church at the Palms on this Christmas Eve and glad that you have found your way to worship here at the manger of the newborn king. Most certainly, if you do not have a church home, we invite you to join us on Sundays throughout the year or if you come from other parts of the world to worship with us live stream on Sundays at 9 a.m. on our website. A few service notes. 
first of all, a little bit later on, we will be participating in our traditional candle lighting. And you will do a great favor to our custodians if those of you who have lit candles hold them vertically and those of you who are receiving the light hold your candles horizontally. You will make my job much easier in the days to come. Each one of these beautiful poinsettias represents a person or family who wishes to remember or to honor people dear in their lives on Christmas Eve. And since every person and family is special in the eyes of God, we wouldn't want to leave anyone out. The postal system delayed the submission by one family and we would like to include them in their recognition of loved ones. Jane New wishes to remember Charles New, Les and Lillian Emke, and Rachel and Marilyn. May God bless all of you who have adorned our sanctuary with such beauty. Our ministry and mission is, in fact, reaching the four corners of the world, not only through our TV ministry, but more importantly, through our mission partners and our local community missions here in Sarasota, especially through our food pantry, counseling center, daycare, and tutoring ministries. Our Christmas Eve offering plays an important role in the funding and of these ministries and of sharing the concrete ways of the light of Christ reaching into the world and into people's hearts. Families will be fed, cared for, taught, counseled, and most of all, will hear the good news of Jesus Christ through your generous gifts tonight. As we prepare to receive this offering, let us pray. Gracious God, on this silent and holy night, we pause amidst all that we have done and all that we aim to do, and remember again what brings us here. We yearn, O oh Father, for the simple beauty of Christmas, for all the old familiar melodies and words that remind us of that great miracle when he who made all things was one night to come as a babe to lie in the crook of a woman's arm. Before such mystery we kneel as we follow the shepherds and wise men to bring you the gift of our love a love we confess has not always been as warm or sincere or real as it should have been. But now on this Christmas Eve, that love would find its beloved and from you receive the grace to make it pure again, warm and real. We praise you for the bounty of our faith and are grateful for this moment when we can see clearly that the light shines in the darkness. We pray though for those for whom the darkness may seem overwhelming for those who are ill, lonely, and those who grieve a loss in their lives. We pray for those places and people where there is no peace, for Syria, Iraq, Afghanistan, and even places as close as our backyard where neighbors and family are in discord. We pray for our mission partners throughout the world who bring good news to those who've never heard. We pray for soldiers far away who miss their families as they protect our country. We pray for the church and its mission to spread the grace and love brought us by this child. Bless, O oh Lord, that we may be a blessing to the hurts and hopes of those who struggle. May the gifts we are about to share be used to reveal the love that brings us here tonight, the love of the child born in Bethlehem. For this we pray in his most holy name, amen. Our ushers will now receive our Christmas offering.
In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be enrolled, each to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to be delivered. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger, for there was no place for them in the inn. And in that region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of a great joy which will be to all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying which had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them.
be seated. George Buttrick, one of the great princes of the 20th century pulpit when he was pastor of the Madison Avenue Presbyterian Church in New York City told of an Advent Sunday as he was walking out of church and overheard a conversation between two of his parishioners and one said to the other, are you going home for Christmas? Buttrick said that when he heard that question, he knew he had a sermon. And sure enough, the sermon title of the following week was, are you going home? For Christmas. That is, isn't it, the question of the holiday? Are you going home for Christmas? Certainly at one level, Christmas is one of those holidays like Thanksgiving where the gravitational pull is to some semblance of home and family. Maybe it's the old family homestead or where grandma and grandpa hold court or some place where at least some relatives are assembled. Are you going home for Christmas? Scrolling through my Facebook account the other day, I came across a picture that stopped me in my tracks. It was a picture of a young man I had baptized many moons ago. I performed his wedding earlier this year. He's an army ranger, and for the last several months, he has been serving our country in Afghanistan. He left his bride to deploy in a dangerous place. You know, when your husband, your son, your brother, are over in the theater of war, no one in the family sleeps well. No one doesn't have that startling question in the middle of the night, did he make it through another day? No one doesn't have the days of the calendar crossed off on the way to the only day that matters, the day that boy comes home. And finally, a week before Christmas, the day came and the picture that filled my eyes with tears was of this young man, this young soldier, duffel bag dropped beside him, receiving the hug of his life from his young bride, holding on to each other for dear life. Are you going home for Christmas? I suppose there's another way to hear that question, though. Are you going home for Christmas? Because in a very real sense, Christmas is about finding your way, not just to the family homestead or to the welcoming embrace of a loved one. Sometimes we receive that gift at Christmas and sometimes we don't. But instead, finding your way to the first family, to that home where everybody finds some room, a place where everybody finds welcome. A little town of Bethlehem how still we see thee lie above thy deep and dreamless sleep the silent stars go by yet in thy dark street shineth the everlasting light the hopes and fears of all the years are met in thee tonight the hopes the fears have any hopes have any fears? Christmas is the time and the place where we yearn to find the home of all homes, where no questions asked, we get invited into the stable and from the manger receive the embrace of a God whose heart has been crossing off the days of the calendar, whose sleep has been restless until he knows that all have come home safely. 
Going home for Christmas is the question that lies deep inside our souls for every day of our lives is a search to find the place where our hopes are realized and our fears are silenced, a place where the light shines in the darkness and we don't have to wonder if we're alone. For we are never alone as long as there is a manger in Bethlehem. For God has taken up residence, has moved into the neighborhood. The Bethlehem child reaches his arms and says, all are welcome here. It's like the preacher who had been reading some highfalutin theology, Paul Tillich in particular, and was struck by Tillich's definition of religion, that religion is the state of being grasped by an ultimate concern. So he thought he might impress one of his parishioners with his sophisticated reading and asked one of the men in the church, what is your ultimate concern? The man thought for a moment and then said, I suppose my ultimate concern is that the ultimate is concerned about me. And isn't that where we find our home? In a place where without a doubt, in the flesh where there could be no mistake, we see that the ultimate is concerned about us. That the God of heaven, the creator of the universe, the father of all mercies has gone as far as he could go, taken up our lot, our condition, our form, to be Emmanuel, God with us. Home is not where we go, home is what has already come. And to of all places, a stable and a manger, nothing to keep us out of here, no reservations needed, no dress code posted, no membership dues required, a place for shepherds, beasts, and kings. G.K. Chesterton in his wonderful poem, The House of Christmas, expressed it this way, a child in a foul stable where the beasts feed and foam, only where he was homeless, are you and I at home? You may have heard the story that came out of Queens, New York just a few weeks ago. It was just days before the start of Advent and Jose Moran, the custodian at Holy Child Jesus Catholic Church was setting up the nativity scene inside the sanctuary. He finished by putting up the manger and then left for lunch. At about 1 p.m. he returned and heard the cry of a baby. There in the manger, swaddled in a blue blanket, a newborn, hours old baby boy lay. Mr. Moran ran to tell the priest, Father Christopher Hanu, the young priest ordained just five months before and looking forward to his first Christmas with his congregation, and now he's got a live baby in the manger. <laughs> Be careful what you pray for. 911 was called and the little baby was taken to the hospital and pronounced quite healthy. New York has a safe haven law that allows parents who feel burdened, overwhelmed, and unable to take care of their newborn to leave their babies in places like churches without fear of penalty or punishment. The young mother returned the next day to make sure the baby had been found. And several members of the congregation have asked to adopt the little boy. Lord knows what was going through the mind of that young mother when she walked down that aisle with that little one in her arms only to see an empty manger, a lot of fear, and maybe a lot of hope. 
as painful a moment as a moment could be, could there have been a better place, a safer haven to leave her swaddled child where once another mother had laid hers? And for you and me, are we going home for Christmas? And could there be a safer haven for our hopes and fears than down those dark streets where shineth the everlasting light? For only where he was homeless are you and I at home. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of all people. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness shall not and will not overcome it.
invite you as you extinguish your candles to rise for the closing prayer and benediction. And as a sign of God's great love for us, let us reach out and grab the hand of our neighbor as we close in prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, we rejoice with the angels. We rejoice with the shepherds. For we have come to the manger and have found the babe wrapped in swaddling claws. We praise you, O Lord, that the light shines in the darkness and the darkness will never overcome it. We pray, O Lord, that you will allow us now to be the light of the world that as we go into these dark streets, that the everlasting light will shine through all that we say and all that we do. The world will come to know through us that there is a God who so loved the world that he gave his only son. O oh Lord, fill us with this, with this light, not just tonight, but in all nights. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore. Amen. <laughs>